Hello everyone and welcome to Social Media and Kids Podcast. I want to warmly welcome my Daddy Talks founder, Mendel von Benson, who last week literally started a tsunami on social media channels regarding the bullying issues in Swiss schools. First of all, thank you so much for joining the talk. Today we will focus on both bullying online and offline. So let's just start. You moved with your family from Holland to Switzerland when your wife uh, got a job offer. And as you said before, you right jumped to that, isn't it? That made me um, initially in the position of a house father, of the houseman, of the stay-at-home dad, no? <laughs> um, and not, not so attracted in the first place to that role. But uh, the more I got into that idea, I really embraced it and I really kind of found my passion in life, which is uh, which is children and uh, the impact that we have on their development as parents and their development in general. Um, and and um, that's where I founded My Daddy Talks. And <clears throat> with My Daddy Talks, I really try to, to inspire parents about the impact that we have. And as I'm a father, uh, my biggest goal is to inspire fathers working fathers in business for which this topic is maybe not the number one thing to talk about when they have a beer at the bar no <laughs> so um so and i'm uh, and i don't get it no I, I i got that uh four years five years ago i was the same but uh, now i know so much about our impact and our um, our importance in their development and their maturation, basically, and I cannot stop talking about it. <laughs> so, so I just uh, I just uh, feel the urge to share everything that uh, that uh, that I've learned over the years. Last three years, I did a lot of studies and education all online. So that colors a bit my background of my own development, huh? Yes. Um, so I'm pretty engaged in this topic, and I want to make it. Uh, so I, I'm all over the place uh, as a stay-at-home dad, and I uh, and I um, um, understand the impact and the value of it. So, and I'm Dutch. Um, <laughs> so the the Dutch part is is extremely relevant as well. <clears throat> Yesterday I spoke with a, um, a woman from Ecuador, and it was so interesting to to um, to experience that my way of talking to the Swiss scenario was from a Dutch perspective, while she was talking from an Ecuadorian perspective. That is two completely different worlds. No, <clears throat> the fact that the children walk to school alone, like the the Heilige Schulweg here in Switzerland. Uh, for me, it's, it's wonderful, it's beautiful, but we start doing that at the age of seven or, or yeah. six or eight. No, it's not that far off from my culture. Although four years is amazingly young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can imagine in Ecuador, you don't walk to school alone uh, as from uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, maybe. No? <laughs> and even when you're 44, you shouldn't walk alone. <laughs> so, so that gives a complete after a different angle to the topic so, of, of this work alone and in general of integration in Switzerland. 
and um, so that's um, that's uh, that's the relevance of culture in this discussion as well. And so my um, experience with the bullying started, uh, I think, in our third year in Switzerland here, and, and we so we came from Amsterdam. Uh, we realized that making friends, creating our social life, was we attracted easier to other expats. Yes. Um, no, so we soon became friends with the Chinese couple here. Super nice, friendly Chinese couple. But of course, for their young son, the same age as ours, extremely challenging to integrate and, and speak Swiss, to speak German. So he had a very hard time in school. Um, and then there was another boy in school, also a foreign, uh, from another country, a refugee family. And and this Chinese boy was, was severely bullied, uh, now. And, and, and in the slipstream of that, my son was also, uh, like, in that bully uh, environment. Yeah. Um, and we never um, heard anything, and it was always nice and fine. And there was my son was there was there were no alarm bells ringing at home of this bullying until a day my son was talking about that he was kicked in his balls. So was that? Mm -hmm. And uh, what did the what did the teacher do and stuff? So, <laughs> So, so that, that oh, suddenly all alarm bells yeah. went up. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is this is not uh, uh, this is not okay. Yeah. So we went to school and uh, confronted the teacher and asked for, "Hey, what's happening over here? This is not okay. What are we going to do about it?" And it was a very uncomfortable conversation. So our we are Dutch, so German is our like basically second mother tongue, mm -hmm. which is not at all no. But uh, <laughs> but but in, 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 again, compared to a Chinese couple, we are fluently in German. Uh, for a Swiss teacher, our German is so so yeah. super. So of course, and pretty soon we already started to to have a conversation about the word mobbing, about the word uh, bullying. Mm -hmm. It, we figured out that it's super important for school to to be very clear to talk about the same uh, issue. Yeah. We just used the word bullying because my son was kicked in his balls. That's a bully behavior. But according to the reg to the to the definition that the school uses, uh, we figured out that it needed to uh, to happen over a period of six months or whatever. So there was a whole. Uh, definition linked to that yes. um, behavior, which they said, well, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And we said, <laughs> so, so we were kind of lost in that discussion based on definitions, uh, where, of course, it was about our son and the bully and, and the whole situation there. Um, and then they said, okay, uh, we were not so satisfied with the conversation with the teacher. And they said, and we also wanted to know just very, um, uh, just very basically, what is the school's approach 
two words, bullying. Mm -hmm. But what are the checks and balances in place in this school to deal with it? Because bullying is it, it's it's not something that is not happening. Yes, it's a daily word. Yes, in the world. Kids, adults, even adults now in the workplace, but let us just focus on kids. Yeah. It's happening everywhere. There's no point in denying that your school is like out of that reach of yeah. bullying. That's, 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 yeah. that's not uh, the case. So it's a fact of life that bullying is part of life. Yes. And, and, uh, okay, so, so we got, um, we were saying, okay, then maybe you should talk to the school director. He said, yes, that's perfectly fine for us because that's the one who will then be able to tell us and comfort us a bit yeah. uh, that... Uh, what solutions are there? What, what solutions are there? And um, we asked for a meeting face-to-face -face because mm -hmm. of the, <clears throat> like the, the topic. Yeah. Um, but it was end of year, at least three months before the end of year. So she was too busy, and she copy-pasted um, the general approach, which is, I think, canton-wide uh, over here. And uh, she sent us an email with that, and she said, uh, well, I don't have time for this right now, And uh, uh, but here you have the, the email. <clears throat> and we were not satisfied with that response. Uh, we wanted really a face-to-face -face and, and like a... Mm -hmm. human kind of touch to it. Yes, conversation. And, uh, and most of all, what she wrote in the email as the official approach, we were shocked by that. Mm -hmm. Now that the bully needs to be six, I don't have it exactly anymore, but it was somewhere in the lines of it needs to happen for six months on a row, structurally, then you can say there is a bully, then the de definition fits that. Yeah behavior and then first they do a, a, a psychiatrist from school or yes. something parents are not in the in the loop anywhere so first they try to solve it within the school. walls of the mm -hmm. school and if that doesn't work then the parents are kind of yeah. part of the solution well um, so based on my insights and what I told you as a stay-at-home dad and uh, passionate about growing and raising my kids, I'm a strong, strong believer in attachment parenting and attachment uh, raising our children based from an attachment point of view that is the holy grail for maturation and growing into an adult for my children. They need to feel safe, first of all, with me. And second of all, with the next caregiver that my son is um, working with or, or, or on school. And, and so this feedback from this local Swiss school was disturbing me because they are totally not uh, reconsidering me, the parent, in anything of a solution. Uh, so, so there was, there was like, and, and that was the first time I posted something online, like, what's happening over here? This, I cannot believe it. It also created a lot of, um, uh, tumor. And mm -hmm. I say now that, say the world, a lot of reactions and yeah. responses. And, and recently my yoga teacher, I do yoga. Um, uh, and she mentioned me, she told me about uh, this SR2 uh, two, uh, two, uh, radio yeah. podcast, 
And uh, I heard about the study, the, the PISA 2018 study, in which um, Switzerland is not doing a good job on uh, dealing with bullying. So my story, together with the statistics and the research, together made me kind of angry again and decided to post again. And then again we get this tsunami of, of, um, of reactions of parents who were bullied themselves, uh, families who moved yeah. out of Switzerland, families who moved out of the canton to, move, to get to another school, parents who decided to private school, children going to psychi psychiatrists. I just uh -huh. heard a kid yesterday who, 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 who did suicide because of that. It's, it's all out there. Yeah. And I'm just a messenger. I'm just yeah. a nobody here, and I posted it, and I already get this this yeah. abundance of responses on this yeah. little post. I absolutely understand that you know that, that it's always about the tsunami, which is afterwards with the already problems. And mm -hmm. I absolutely agree that the system or the regulations that schools have, not only one school in particular, yours, but every school should change because they have really like in my country too there's like a line of regulations what needs to happen for a teacher to tap in into the problem and at the end of the day it's either kid is already like traumatized by the whole situation and it's just too late because you cannot wait six months or whoever like different schools have different periods of time to actually say well you know it's three months still ticking <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's exactly it's exactly that it's it's not the topic to act upon uh, with insight no it's it's really so uh, it, it, to prevent is so much and you cannot prevent it but you have to be on top of it yeah. to handle and to deal with it because um, so part of uh, which is kind of interesting maybe um so I told you I'm very involved in, in and aware and conscious about how I, uh, what father I want to be for my kids and how mm -hmm. I raise my children. And and I believe in a very, um, it's a very strong um, concept that's called scripting life. Scripting life. I don't know if you get a picture, an idea of it. It's like how I live my life that will influence my children a lot. Yes. Well, if I play guitar and I'm really passionate about it, well, it, there's a big chance that my children will be involved in music anyway. And maybe also play them because I do it and they yeah. adore me. Oh, because, that's how yeah. a relationship with, with kids should be. It's basically so, uh, mirroring. Sorry? Kids are mirroring parents. Yeah, mirroring. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I call it scripting life. The, the life script that I write and I live for my kids. Mm -hmm. And how, and I think there's a super strong, and I want to script life for my kids, how to solve bullying issues. Now, the school came up with a solution that they separated the bully um, so that the bully cannot bully anymore. So they choose a path to a solution that included separation. I want to learn my kids that to choose a solution in those situations is not separation, but is 
relation and understanding. So what we did, we scripted life for our son by inviting the whole family of the bully mm. in our house and have the whole family. They initially didn't understand it. We rang the door. My wife, on an evening, went to their house with my son and they rang her door and my wife didn't speak their language so they communicated with Google Translate. And um, she invited them, like, oh, why not have a barbecue this weekend together? And uh, you come from a foreign country. We are experts. We, we, we are all um, um, foreigners in this uh, super nice country. Let's, let's sit together and see uh, what your story is, what our story is. And, and, and that's our script to my son. So the next day, only after the invitation already, <coughs> they played on the playground and they were friends. Mm. Now, it changed overnight just because of a little bit of attachment and relationship yes. that we we build up there. Um, and that's the way forward. And that's, um, and that's, uh, that, you know, so, so, so I like to, um, so that's where the, the, the scripting life part of, of like how we choose as a solution worked out for us very well and I I get it I, I, I wrote this example also in the post <clears throat> and a lot of parents said well they, they just get so angry that no way I'm going to invite those other parents now because in most of the cases the parents are part of well, not most I don't know but, but sometimes parents are also kind of part of of the bully to keep the bully up on his bully I thing, or they don't know, or whatever, and they don't want to. Uh, it's never easy for parents to, like, for example, when I had um, workshops for teens, and then afterwards I had the, their parents' workshops nah, about nah. the issues, not particularly, like, well, yeah, that said, yeah, but it's more like in common, what's the issues kids have? And uh, yeah, kids are living in very. Uh, in a world that there's not that much of empathy actually around because they are exposed to everything that is violent from the very little age with the, with the media, with the games, with, mm -hmm. with everything that is around, which it, it's not about like cutting and not allowing them to do. It's more like parents need to be very involved in their life mm -hmm. and parents, not a lot, but there are some who just simply let go kids because it's their world. You know, it's like, yeah, it's a school. It's your world. It's the school yeah, problem. Yeah. It's uh, whatever, yeah. but it's not yeah. at home. And yeah. that's what I had um, in conversation with educators and the, t uh, and the parents that they're kind of bouncing the problem. Yeah, yeah. School totally recognize yeah. what you said. And uh, for me, in my opinion, that that's what needs to change. There should be a conversation with yeah. parents and teachers and kids at the well, same time. No, yeah, I, I completely um, uh, get what you say, and my experience is is, is of a similar um, art. So school basically tells us, uh, don't worry about your son, about your daughter. She's in safe hands with, within the walls of the school. We are all professionals. We are all um, reliable. We are all trustworthy. Don't bother about it. Basically, and she actually wrote that to me, you have to trust the teachers. Well, 
<laughs> Trust is not something you can um, uh, yes. you can reclaim. No, yes. it's something you earn. And, yes. Uh, okay, so that was already kind of said. But so the message was um, in your family, private life, you raise your kids. We do it when they're in school. Again, from a Dutch point of perspective, that feels like heaven. Because in Holland, it's the opposite. Um, um, in Holland, it's really the opposite. Parents are a big part of school, a huge part of school. They help out on extremely a lot of levels. Up to the board of a school, they have a real saying in how a school is organized and mm -hmm. what choices the school makes on the highest level there is up to uh, lower levels of engagement but parents are um, a lifeline in, in, in actually almost all the schools in Holland and so and that's a burden as well <laughs> yeah. because both parents work have a career and they don't have time yes. for the school shift yes. that's how a Dutch parent uh, reasons so when I come with my friends with Hey, this is what I get back from school. They all laugh at me and say, "Well, that's heaven, <laughs> Don't do anything about that. Keep that, please keep it." Uh, so, uh, uh, so again, that's different. Uh, and in, in in the beginning of Switzerland, when we lived there, we also heard of Swiss uh, families in our neighborhood that uh, school is expecting quite a bit of you as a parent and, and it's getting worse and worse and you have to do a lot in school and you have to and I thought holy shit that's going to be uh, uh, challenging now but nothing every time I'm in school at a, at a, at a, I always uh, mention to the teacher that I'm a stay-at-home dad so I'm here for the school I can help out if I would do that in Holland I would have a uh, a nine to five job now. I would have a four. I would have. Uh, I would have a burnout soon because school will call me for anything and the teachers and everyone. So I thought, let's just get it out here. I'm staying home. That I'm the one to be yeah. out there and still helping. But uh, but nothing. But there, there's just there's just very limited levels of engagement for parents in school. But I think um, it's. Um it's also the system problem. <clears throat> it's um, talking with teachers, what kind of gave me the, the feedback that, you know, even if they want to implement something, it's just way too complicated because they're not the ones who are making decisions. They're just the ones who are teaching and being yeah. hard to keep that kid alive. You know, it's like, stay alive, we're learning history, <laughs> you know, and it's levels. And when I spoke with educator, um, education departments, um, their saying was, well, there's no budget and it needs to come from the yeah. government. So it's like, it's a big, big bubble and it's hard to change. I do understand that maybe in... Uh, in smaller schools or more private schools, yeah, there can be implemented certain changes maybe faster. In public schools, it's a bit more complicated. They do have programs like once a year, you know, someone comes and talk about the weirdness of the social media or bullying or whatever topic yeah. talks. Yeah. And everybody expects that, well, that's enough, <laughs> you know, yeah. kids yeah, are ready. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's not like how it is. And for me, um, why this topic is important that I do understand that programs needs to shift 
they just there should be something like it should be something like so wrong happen that they start to think like all the education systems but uh, not only in Switzerland in my country anywhere because the problem yeah, is exactly, everywhere yeah. the same yeah. so there's all there's a there's obvious glitch uh, with the system itself that actually eventually kids are alone left with the problem they have until they can't bury anymore and same with parents they are alone and then you know teachers feel a little bit um not offended but they they feel that it's their guilt you know that parents are actually taking fault for them it's like hey you didn't look after my child you know what what's happening so they are actually also taking like uh, a step back with all this situation because it's all about the values the private the problems it's uh, most of the time it involves not only parents and the 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 whole uh, regulations but also the law enforcement because the the kids the teenagers from 13 they may have issues with the law enforcement too and very quickly in different countries in different age like from 14 you can already can you know um get a, a fine or go to jail in some countries so it's it's much much deeper and uh, what would be interesting is actually maybe to have a talk with someone from education system in Switzerland and, for example, police department. Kind of to show it a little bit brighter that the actual um, problems eventually are much harder than just the word bullying. Because we react to bullying as a stereotype. Well, yeah, someone said something. Nah, we survived. He will survive. You know, that's the thinking. And it's everywhere. I don't say that um, it's literally everywhere. I do believe that there are schools and there are systems that are trying, you know, and there are programs. Switzerland actually also have a lot of different programs that uh, I can share later on links uh, where you can read what they do in an education system based on the topic. Uh, what was interesting for me that you can't find anything in English. Yeah. So I uh, I contacted um, several years ago um, the criminal prevention Seha. So the the basically they have all the different cantons, police departments, and what to do if you know, like literally when you have yeah. the bigger problem. And uh, I asked, do you have anything in English? Because I work with international residents. You know, it's uh, because this topic is for everyone. And actually, they said, no, they don't have anything in English, but they you know, feel free to use everything what they have and translate on your own and give it away with the directions to them. But for me, it also showed that um, in Switzerland, there, there are programs or there are systems that either work or not, like in every country, but international community is kind of left out of it because, you know, you living in a bubble of the expats or immigrants, uh, the issues you or your child has are maybe slightly different. The the bullying is different. It's based on race. It's based on your um, uh, the country you are from. and based on various different things, which for a Swiss kid might be a different topics. So it's there should be. I think there should be a system for you know for for the whole majority, like for all people. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah I, I get your your um, your entrance, your angle to the to the topic out of a uh, 
an international kind of which is a relevant um, um, group in Switzerland, no? It's you, yeah. Um, but um, so bef before it, it becomes too too kind uh, of a negative picture of the whole uh, situation. Uh, don't get me wrong that it is awesome that children walk alone into school and that yeah, uh, I agree. And the school, and and then this, and so my son and my daughter love to go to school, and the day they, and 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 the, the the school is beautiful, and the playground is beautiful, and the surrounding it's all neat. It works like like clockwork. It's um, and the the quality of school is super. Um, so so there is there is like uh, there is a lot of uh, it that works extremely well yes. uh, and that's uh, that's amazing uh, and there are things for improvement no and um, and this um, so this statistic is just a very little uh, um, pain in, in the ass for Switzerland should be like they are always ranking number one on all the uh, best place to live rankings no, uh, and they always end up one behind uh, one or two other countries. Maybe they flip side, and uh, and then they have this uh, nasty little t t statistic, and and at the same time, uh, sometimes you, yeah, no, yeah, and and they should be, there should be the possibility to get some funding free. Mm -hmm. to get some more structural approach to this um, challenge. So, uh, in Holland, the government has a law that's called safe schools. Um, and that doesn't mean that any school, every school uh, is obliged to have a bully program, specific on bully, but they have to organize their school in a way to prevent and to deal with bullying, and there's an inspector coming by every year to inspect what's happening and and and, and invest investigate if school is a safe place. And uh, I think that's a no-brainer for any government that is uh, that is that that has education, school learning high on their agenda or something and, and, and a human factor in life. Um, and then and then based on that law there are different programs that schools can pick. And they can say, okay, we work with this anti bullying program or that or that and that's like has an approval of the government that if you work with that program then you are on a good path to fight yeah. bullying and to deal with bullying. And it's such a no-brainer to, to implement it. and that would be so um, powerful for Switzerland because if they if they would do it, it would really be one of the best countries to live if, if they, if they uh, are able to to offset this little uh, nasty little thing in, in, in their I think that, culture. Right? Um, Switzerland has a lot of actually pro uh, programs or particularly websites where you get the information or there are programs that are implemented in schools that you can also tap in and kind of get through. Um, Especially with kids, there is a Pro Juventute, so I, I'm sure yeah, you know. And they have 147, the helpline, which they are yeah. promoting a lot for for kids. Yeah. Kind of, you know, if you cannot get it, 147.ch. It's a question. So, um, um, in Holland, the government 
is enforcing schools to work with it and to 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 create a safe environment, and 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 they they define that basically, and they have inspectors come. So it's it's a government regulated yeah. thing. Uh, that is that that's not in Switzerland, or is that so? Uh, this particular, I can say, I need to tap in much more uh, with particular programs. Okay. But I I just know that there are certain programs that are implemented in the schools. I think the issue is just that. How long the problem needs to evolve until it's there. So I think it's just about the timing and how how everything reacts, like how teacher reacts. How you get that personalized approach, which parents most of the time want because that's a personal problem that happens with a with a child. And uh, it's it's not only Switzerland. In Lithuania, we also have more like a. Not not every time, but there are situations when you get just a letter with uh, what you need to do and deal with that, you know, because it's your private life and school can't help you anymore, you know. Not everywhere, of course. It depends on the teacher, too. There are a lot of key things. But um, I think what the conversation itself what uh, should start or how we can actually balance out the, the work together for teachers and parents because I will say from uh, my experience, for me to gather parents for a workshop about online awareness is almost impossible. It's hard. If it's for free, they will come, they will listen, but that's it. And for me, that's a weird, you know, weird thing. It's like kids are living with a mobile phone now. <laughs> it's like you have no idea what they do there. <laughs> You know, I know those you know, facts, and it's it's uh, the same in the school. You know, when I speak about also mobile phones, teacher reaction is always the same. It's like, oh, distraction, you know, and that's it. And the conversation ends because this is how they are involved in that. Just taking the mobile phone and take it away. So it's also there's like no kind of system how to work on that, and. Uh, with the bullying which happens in the school and what I see with um, when I talk with kids that for us bullying ended in the school for them bullying comes home so actually I know that your kids age is still uh, very little but they are mm -hmm. tapping into the age when they will be involved in um, school whatsapp groups in different yeah. whatsapp yeah. groups yeah. 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 I get you, and especially with all the online education that bullying is just one big thing now there is no mm -hmm. differentiation yeah. what yeah. it's supposed to be so I think that uh, there is a big need to actually for parents and teachers to tap into the problem together to approach the education system and say, yeah. hey, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. both struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And get, yeah. so, so one of my uh, favorite uh, African proverbs is it takes a village to raise a child. And, um, and, uh, and for me, it... Uh, it was uh, so far. It's well. I'm getting better in it. I must admit, and and it's getting better. But in the beginning, in Switzerland, the first two three years, um, I find it very hard to build my village here uh, because. So again, for my Dutch, that's uh, again important to say that the cultural angle to this conversation. I'm Dutch, and in Holland, um, we. Are so engaged and involved in school that 
Um, you, if you want to do now, you build that village because of school and because of the kids. Yes. You basically don't have an option to not be in that village, which is school and the school playground, no? mm -hmm. and the teacher and the other parents in the classroom, because you see them day in, day out, and school will ask you to come to school and to help out. And so there is this, and it's a really cultural-based element in this, that the village of attachment is... Yeah, for, from my Dutch roots, um, also for a foreigner in Holland, easier to tap into and to make use of than what my experience was here in school. I expected to to be pretty uh, quickly uh, up and running with my village here in Switzerland, and it wasn't. And uh, and that matters in all these topics because it takes a village to raise a child. It's a super nice proverb, and it's so mm -hmm. true especially with these topics where you also say that so the online bullying, the online challenges that we have with our kids, either it's bullying or it's just screen time and everything linked to that. Uh, it's, it's a topic that is so much more efficient to tackle if you have that village and you have Support the same system. common language yes. or something yeah. and the same goal and idea about what's best for the children because that's what it's all about we should do everything in our i will definitely yeah. agree that we need to have there should be a community that supports both sides there should be no one side of teachers and one side of yeah. parents which yeah. i sometimes feel not only here or in other countries it just there yeah, is an issue yeah, and exactly. i meet parents that uh, when I talk with them about the topics, they don't want to talk about these topics because they will need to deal with it, which they don't mm -hmm. understand. You know, they will not have that support system at the end of the day. So they presume like, well, maybe nothing will happen. You know, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> it will survive. And when I talk with teachers, they're so exhausted, but actually programs they have already to run that this topic is just like, you know, additional program that they need to time to time tap in if there is an issue and just to yeah. get the qualification that you listened. And that's well, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's that's a fair point. Like, and that's the same in Holland. Like, teachers are uh, so classrooms are exploding. Uh, teachers are alone to cover a lot yes. of it. There's more kids with like stamps on them, like with with uh, disabilities and so. So it gets it's it's uh, teachers are kind of victims, yeah, victims as well yeah. in this whole discussion because yeah. you cannot blame them for being yes. yeah, it's super hard. Yeah. It's and, super hard. Yeah. yeah, and for me, I guess that's the main point. I guess it just uh, with the whole this topic that there should be balance and not bullying each other. You know, mm -hmm. parents and teachers yeah, exactly. the issue. Because that is much more upper the the situation. It's the it's a systems problem. There is no solution that actually works for everyone, yeah. and it's hard to find a solution for everyone because every bully situation is very personalized. It's not the same yeah. case. Yeah. So yeah, I think the topic itself it's quite 
complicated, even though it's very stereotypical. You know, it's a stereotype. Mm-hmm. Well, it's October. Let's talk about that. You know, and then it ends for a year. It's not happening anymore. <laughs> and um, that's why I'm thinking maybe it would be nice to have uh, either a discussion maybe with a psychologist or counselor or someone from different school kind of to tap in a little bit different perspectives because Mm -hmm. that's what I learned talking with each department like and even police departments you know they're they are freaking out it's like it's horrifying what's happening with teens you know and solutions and regulations in law only now happens and everybody in shock like what <laughs> yeah. online yeah, world? Yeah. so i think it's the whole cycle and i absolutely agree that there should be as a village you know as a community to support but not uh, judge each other because that's yeah. one thing we all fear to be judged based on whatever we are raising how we are raising you know yeah. values we're giving away and everybody that involves, you know, child will be first offended, like offensive maybe, because, you know, it's uh, it's the criticism that sometimes we don't want to take in because it's then you're dealing with the, your own issues. And it's it's the same uh, for, for myself too when I work with, uh, with teens in a year and, you know, it's like I know that I should do much more because I know what's happening in the background but you feel literally alone in the middle of nowhere because you need to collect massive of information to mm-hmm. help out a parent or a teacher in the mm-hmm. situation. And that's how it shouldn't be. It should be everywhere easy yeah. to be approached or get. It, yeah, and, and uh, I, I, um, um, I had a thought that... Um, about the situation when my son was still in uh, in kindergarten in Holland, now in, in daycare. Okay. We were at that time, I was this typical career dad, working night and day. My wife was also trying to get a career up and going, and we were having one son, uh, two years old or something. And we brought him to daycare three days a week, I think. And um, and that was our lives. And, and, and we were running around like all families, modern families, getting all those balls up in the air. And it worked pretty okay. But we were not conscious about how to raise or we, we just did it. No? It was reinventing the wheel over and over again like so many of us are doing. And and suddenly the, the, the daycare organized a, um, an evening with a specialist, with somebody who studied about uh, behavior of kids and so. And we went there and uh, was free of charge and it opened our eyes. We said, hey, is there, is, is there another approach? Is there, is it, is this how it works with our kids? Because we, like you become a parent, you become a Parent and and uh, and you just do it. No, it's yeah. there's no manuscript. You didn't go to school for it, or you didn't do yeah. a course or read a book or whatever. It's hard. <laughs> and uh, you you figure out that uh, it's hard, but you manage now because yeah. everybody manages. And uh, don't ask questions and just uh, live your life and, yeah. and and keep your kids alive, <laughs> basically. And then suddenly, this lady was talking about. Uh, 
like about that are so the thing I remember that she said well our kids are born in the in the slow lane of life and we live a fast lane of life so we don't we don't connect most of the time no we always run and and fly over them and they are on still on this old-fashioned horse <laughs> and carriage yes, and yes. they just don't get it and they just don't get it because and uh, and the kids that are born today are the same kids that are born a uh, hundred years ago yes. when there wasn't the internet and yes. wasn't it so the kids didn't change we changed and uh, uh, and we live a very fast life in which everything has to be possible and we said yes that's that's true if that's so true we never yeah. If I walk the stairs, then I run up, and if it doesn't go quick enough, I pick her up and and and, and uh, yeah. come on, we have to hurry. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I don't take the time to to uh, to spend uh, fifty minutes to walk down the stairs because that gives my child the confidence that she can do it alone, yes. no? <laughs> or look at the flower along the way and, and yeah. stand still and and uh, and have her the, her little time of enjoyment of that flower, no? <laughs> I have, we have to run because there's there's something else on the road. <laughs> and, uh, and we said, yes, that's so powerful. That's so true. What I want to say is that we learned a lot uh, of all those specialists in school and in daycare. They have uh, gotten brilliant trainings and education. And they are like um, catalogs of knowledge about yeah. behavior, about kids, about anything. It's beautiful. And we parents uh, often don't have that uh, yeah. baggage. Yeah. So in, in, in Holland, where Mike and I were so surprised, like we learned so much of daycare and of school also, uh, of that interaction. And, and that helps us to raise uh, better ch ch children, basically. Yeah. Have you and, this experience in Swiss school? Like uh, to have a uh, for parents workshops based on the different topics. So I once uh, had a workshop on online uh, things and it's exactly what you say. It's like one workshop it was free, it was it was nice. It, it, it was good. But it was in three years time it was one workshop uh, or maybe two. Uh, um, and we were invited so yeah. yeah. So that uh, uh, and, and I, I always think there's such a big missed opportunity for schools and so to to ventilate and and, and and grasp that opportunity for them to share their knowledge, which, yeah. But. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully it will move forward. <laughs> the more yeah, parents yeah, are, it, always, it always does. <laughs> yeah, the more parents are speaking up, the more, you know, we allow also to hear other sides um, of teachers and whatever education departments, I think then the conversation starts just to have not one side, but to have several sides. That's, I think, most important. And I absolutely agree that um, hopefully we will have a community <laughs> that actually brings parents and teachers together to learn how to support kids, not after tsunami hits, <laughs> but before <laughs> to have a science. Which Yeah, I, yeah, I think that the, the, the challenge, the true challenge in here is to find an angle that uh, on board local Swiss parents in this topic, which um, so far I get the, the idea that like what we do here 
you from Ukraine, I'm from Holland, me posting in all kinds of expat uh, groups, uh, we hit a nerve in, in the scene. Um, and most likely also hit a nerve in local Swiss, but, but there's less... Um, so the topic needs another angle, another approach to make it grow out yes. into something sustainable because yes. right now I feel it's me against them which never works yeah. you know? yeah. uh, and uh, so I'm looking for the angle I would love to to get in touch with the, with the, with the Swiss parents and, and, and let them tell me because I think everybody in the world would love to grow kids up in safe environments and that's better the better option than ignoring yeah. it Absolutely. but uh, but I, 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 I'm so I'm constantly looking for angles and input from Swiss citizens to understand the right path forward or something. Yes. Because, yeah. Well, I think uh, we can do maybe a reach out um, for parents and teachers and kind of have an open conversation again, like just to tap in into the problems from different perspectives. Because it's mm. not only the parent, it's actually also the teacher um, in the same middle situation with what should I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, I can imagine that teachers would love to have some kind of framework for them to work in, uh, in, this, in this topic because yeah. that gives them so much more uh, direction and, and feeling of, of control in, in, in the group and, and dealing with the topic that would, yeah, I could imagine that they would be our first uh, partners in crime to, to come to something. No? Yeah. yeah, and I would definitely also agree that there should be a different approach because now the approach, most of the time it's, you know, you feel anger, you take it away, then everybody as a tsunami, as you said, come in with their stories because that's the anger, it never leaves kind of, you know, it's, it's still like yeah. uncomfortable feeling that you always will have because that's the situation you had. Um, and I think definitely there should be a different way how to start communicating, not um, saying one-on-one -on -one is bad or good, but kind of to find a solution, not solution, but to find a different communication angle that I definitely agree. I will think about that. <laughs> Maybe we will come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for the talk. As I said, it's not to find a solution, but kind of to tap in and hear the story and what is behind. And um, I'm looking forward to maybe for a second talk with uh, more parents or someone from education yeah. system. Okay. That would be, I think, definitely a cool thing to have. So let's just keep in touch. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Okay. Looking forward to, Thank you so to the much. podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Lena. Thank you. Bye.